This is your emergency broadcast system. You are listening to the hashtag This with the Beer podcast. Business that you never heard before. Now, belt up and shut up. It's going to be a bumpy flipping ride. May God be with you all. I'm back, just like that nasty cold sore you brought back from your weekend girls trip to Vegas. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Season three of hashtag <laughs> Biz with the Beard podcast is officially kicked off, and I'm excited, pumped, rejuvenated, and ready for 2021 to be the best year ever. This is the 47th episode of the podcast that is authentic, shameless, unapologetic, and raw. This is business as you've never heard before. I am your host, the guy who believes you need nothing more than a set of balls and a beard instead of a plan. I am the beard, Kirby Smith. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. But in all seriousness, before we get started, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. And I'm truly, truly appreciative of them and the support they have given us. So please, if you like this show, subscribe on one of the many platforms such as Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or whatever you want to listen to and make sure you subscribe. Then if you like the show and you get something out of today's show, which I hope you do, please give it five stars and remind all your friends and connections on social media to listen and subscribe as well. This show was also the debut of video, as you might know, (laughs) (laughs) as you can tell. So this is the first time everyone gets to see the beard live. I guess it's not really live, it's recording. Um, but I'm excited. So you'll be able to see the show on YouTube and you can go out to our YouTube channel and watch the show from there and make sure you give it a thumbs up. And so since this is the very first show that is video as well as audio, I had to pick a good looking guy to do this with. Unlike the ugly guy <laughs> and his one eyed dog we had on the last show or last episode in season two. <laughs> Sorry, Todd Locks. Uh, <laughs> so I decided I was going to call up one of my good friends, Mr. Goodlooking himself, uh, who's been a big supporter of mine and of the show from the very beginning. And I'm very appreciative of that. And, and it's, this is a guy that I bounce a lot of ideas off of all the time. He's always there to pick up the phone. Um, he's recently from the sub-zero frigid plains of Nebraska. He is a senior human re- uh, right, senior human resource recruiter yeah. at Bryan Health in Lincoln, Nebraska, right? And That's if, right. And if Scott Frost has another shitty season for the Cornhuskers, he may be recruiting Scott Frost's replacement here soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he hosts the Crushing Life podcast where he has done over 300 episodes. He also leads the private group, a new social movement, No Booze 30, where they are dedicated to the helping participants through the 30-day alcohol-free program. He is a fellow EI alumni from Chucktown, a Delta Chi brother who I may have hazed the shit out of one time or not. I don't know. I can't remember that. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, (laughs) I am extremely excited to introduce to you Mr. Joel Pilka. Joel, welcome to the hashtag Biz with the Beard podcast, buddy. Dude, crushing it. I'm so pumped. Like you, uh, I remember talking to you back in the day when you were getting this rolling, and I'm really pleased to see you go just 
yeah, just, yeah, but you just taken off. Like I was like, Hey, I'm doing this little thing. And then you just took it to a level. I'm seeing your video stuff on LinkedIn. I'm like, this is great. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. And I love that you, you talked about calling and picking up the phone. You just are one. There's not very many people that will just call out of the blue. Like boom. And my phone rings and I see it. I'm like, yeah, I'm picking up. He's calling. I'm picking up. I love that. No, most people text and they do the thing. Uh, so I appreciate when you just call, man, well, if I, I can answer, I will. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And I appreciate it. Same thing to you, man. I got yeah. fat fingers. I don't like texting. I, I just felt too much. <laughs> I got these fat chubby little hands. And so I, I can't stand texting. But. I feel you. So how are things going? Are you surviving the Nebraska winter there, buddy? Yeah, we got a shock. We got a shock. We don't know what we we're doing. I mean, January, we didn't think it'd be so bad. All of a sudden they're like, it's not normally like this. I promise. You know, <laughs> yeah. We're like, sure, whatever. But you know, Hey, it, I said that I wouldn't complain just like I wouldn't complain about the 120 degree heat. I'm not going to be that guy. You know, you live where you live. It is what it is. <laughs> so, so tell me what, what was the high today? Well, today though, we're excited because it's like 15. And when it was negative 15, <laughs> we were excited for 15. Cause we're like, wow, 30 this weekend. Sounds like it's going to be a treat. And, and the funny part about that is it's still below zero, but we're that excited is, for 30. Wow, that is insane. That's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah, hey, I, I like I may mention, you, you've been a fan of mine and a big, big supporter. I know you listen to the show. And at the end of the show, we usually play a game of getting to know our guests more personally, right? But this season, I'm going to flip the script. I've decided that it might make my guests feel a little bit more comfortable and start this thing going a little bit more smoother if we go ahead and play the game at the beginning instead. So I'm going to say yeah. one word or term, and you need to answer as fast as you can. With the person that comes to your mind. I know, right? I, I listen to you. <laughs> you weren't ready for this. You were like, oh, I got a whole show to wait to do this shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you ready to play this? Who is Pilka? Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Last song you downloaded? Uh, Probably What Does the Fox Say? My son <laughs> asked me to do it. <laughs> the Fox song or whatever. He likes that. He's a, he's at that age, isn't he? Oh, he loves it. It's uh, on repeat, nonstop. Let me ask you, since we're talking about music, because you are a music guy, I'm going to interrupt the whole game here. What is your guilty pleasure, like, artist or song that you're kind of, like, ashamed or, you know, you really don't like to admit? Um, there is a Jonas Brothers song out right now <laughs> that I really like. And I don't know how old it is, but when it comes on, I'm pumped. And yeah. um, I'm just like, hey, you can't deny it. So it's Jonas Brothers. Yeah, yeah, they're not too bad. You could have said Hanson. It could have been a lot worse, right? So um, you weren't in it, <laughs> were you? No. Similar category. <laughs> if you could travel no, back in time. No, but I mean, that's a great gym. Yeah. <laughs> if you could travel back in time or travel in the future, which would you choose? Oh, back in time. Yeah, yeah, put me in the old west. The old west. Yeah. In the old west playing cars riding horses shooting guns out at the you saloon. and doc holiday right I'm yeah your i'm your huckleberry oh what a great movie that tombstone movie right. is just is just classic yeah i've seen that thing like 200 times every that's one of those movies oh. when it's on everything stops and i'm watching it everything i'm telling stops. you that's a good one scale of one to ten how good are you at wiffle ball Ooh, i'm about an eight nice were you on the wiffle yeah. ball team in college do we have a wiffle ball? I was. <laughs> I was. That actually sounds like a joke question, but I was. We had intramural with football. There we go. I knew you did. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Besides agreeing to this show, what's your biggest regret? <laughs> My biggest regret? Oh, drinking for as long as I did. 
Really? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, do you currently own any stuffed animals? Oh, me personally? No. You personally? My son? Oh, oh, do I own any stuffed animals? No, I don't. Own animals. No. Okay. Just make sure. Who's your celebrity it... crush? Oh, the first one that came to mind was Jennifer Garner. That's a yeah. good one. Something go about her. Yeah. Hmm. Redheads, attractive or creepy? Ooh, attractive. Attractive. We got a couple of redhead friends. Good answer. Yeah, I got a little red. Bertrand's there, so. safe there, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to love them. Bert. What's your biggest pet peeve? Not including stupid questions from annoying hosts. <laughs> biggest pet peeve is people immediately interjecting negative, like a no or negativity into something. So like, it would be like, God, wasn't that a great day at the water park today, honey? You'd be like, well, yeah, if the tickets weren't $200, and it's just like <laughs> the Debbie Downer. Eh, eh. Yeah, the oh. Debbie Downer is just like, let it go. All right. Yeah. We know. We know. <laughs> All right. Last one Ginger or Marianne? Oh, Marianne. Nice. Good answer. Yeah. I agree. Great question. Great question. Right. Nobody right. asked that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the whole original right here. All right. So now we've shaken the cobwebs off. Shit. I think we're ready to get to actually some serious topics, right? So now I, I noticed you've had the beard in a couple of videos and yeah. right. So, yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell, so, tell, so tell me about that. You, you staying with it, not. Dude, you know, what's crazy. I really like it. I never was a beard guy. And then the guys at my last work are like, dude, you had to grow the beard. We're doing the nine to five. No, you don't want to shave every day. What are you doing? And then pretty soon, slowly but surely. And the funny thing is, my son doesn't know me without it. That's the interesting thing. I shaved it one time. He's like, Dad, I don't like that. Whereas my <laughs> wife, she's, I don't get as many kisses with it because it's pokey. It's pokey. So, yeah, because I don't grow it as long as yours, man. It's so it doesn't get to the stage I think it has to get to. Gets nice I'll tell you long, what, man, right? I'm digging it. Yeah, screw it. I love it. I feel like it makes me look like a man. Otherwise, does, I just look like does. a skinny face kid, right? Exactly. You know, my little my little one's the exact same way. She's never seen me without a beard. So I when I do shave it off, which is very rare, but she 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 hates it. She it scares her. When was uh, the last time? Because I don't think I've ever seen you without it. Man, I think and I would say completely shaving off. I don't yeah. know. It's been years. I mean, I've shaved, I've cut it down to like just stubble, but not, you know, no, I mean, it's been a long, long time. I can't even picture you without it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know that's what my mom, my mom, my mom says that too. She, my mom hated it. Just couldn't stand it. Now she's like, I can't imagine you without it. So yeah, I see pictures of myself and I'm like, I finally feel like I look like a grown up. It's weird because in my mind, I'm about 23 always, maybe younger than that. But when I see a picture, I'm like, Hey, this guy looks like a, like he's 44. He actually looks like a man. Hmm, all right. Well, I'm kind of curious what's underneath there, right? Because before I did this, you know, I wasn't in good shape when I didn't have the beard. When I grew the beard, whatever, maybe it made me feel like a man. I worked out a lot more and I got in really good shape. But before that, I would see pictures of myself and I have this double chin. I'm like, yeah, this is awful looking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, got, you're hiding. This, I'm kind of hiding it, right? So, but no. <laughs> yes, it does make you look like a man. I mean, like Jesus, Santa Claus, Lincoln, and Vikings. I mean, need, need I say more, right? That's all you uh, I dig it. So, I, I mean, dig so, it. I want to talk about your podcast and you're in big media and, um, and, and you're on social media all the time. You love being on, you know, you getting your voice out there. And I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, media lost a big, uh, personality yesterday, Rush Limbaugh. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And what do you think about that? I mean, you know, 70 years old cancer, um, whether you like him or not, 
the guy played a big part in radio, big part in radio. And uh, I think, yeah, uh, that guy just quintessential voice, right? When that voice comes on, you knew exactly who it was and he spoke well and just seemed, I don't know his full background, but he just seemed like maybe when you're around that long and you're talking to that many people, right? You get to learn a lot, but I loved listening to him and you have opinionated and all that stuff. And he leaned whatever the way he leaned, but so an icon. So when people are coming out and I'm seeing them trash him, I'm just like, the guy's golf sakes. Like you could have done that before he left, but just as far as radio is concerned, you know, you're thinking, some of the greats and then like him and Howard Stern are cur were current, but just those yeah. voices, when his yeah. voice came on, I enjoyed listening to him talk. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I mean, he, he was very powerful. Um, and, and quite honestly, I mean, I, I, everybody knows I'm kind of conservative and I am, mm -hmm. uh, I, I really didn't like him. <laughs> I thought he was a little out there. Um, sure. but, it, but, it, but as, I mean, you have to recognize who he was and what he did. Uh, for everybody that's in the media, especially you know, even the podcast community. I mean, he had this merciless media voice. I mean, that basically frightened and awed a lot of presidents for many decades, right? And he planted his flag, um, rarely apologized for his comments, was attacked for those, but, um, you know, he, he made- his listenership was, it was millions. Like, I mean, millions, I just wonder, yeah. millions, millions. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he was one of the very first. He saved AM radio. I mean, it was dying at, in, the, in the 80s, right? Nobody was listening to more. He came on, he saves it. Um, and I think he did because he was entertaining, you know, and humorous and enlightening all at the same time, which was just, you know, just just rare. And um, yeah, we, you know, I, I think, again, we, everybody who's doing podcasts, who's on the radio, whether you like him, you're not conservative, you have to recognize what he has done and you know pay tribute to that so i feel so you know to, to that point like take it to the sports analogy you know when you see like a good play against the team you're playing against and there's like the rock star on their team and they just do this amazing thing it's like as much as you want to say f that guy if you respect sports and you understand athleticism you're like that's a hell of a play dude like give tom the guy brady, props. Right? you know I mean, what i mean I like tom brady or i mean he just wanted to <laughs> seventh was it seven, six, seven Super Bowl? I'm, I'm losing yeah. count. He's no, I know. He's been in 10 Super Bowls. He's won seven. I couldn't stand the guy, but the last couple of years, I have just, I mean, he has just gained a level of respect that I'm just like, gosh, he's the GOAT. There's just, I felt no, the same thing. There's just no other way to argue it. I mean, and he, it's not just because he's lucky. And it's not because he's put himself around a lot of people. And I think I, I put a video out recently saying it's because he's so disciplined in his day-to-day -day regiment uh, between what he eats, sleeps, works out, educates. I mean, he is just a student of life and he's a student of his body and he just takes it to the next level, I think, every year. And to hear him say he's coming back just blew my mind. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And watch Dude, him. I'm not I love gonna, it. I'm not going to bet against him. So. <laughs> well, and it gives, it gives like the 40-year-olds not hope that you're going to go be in the NFL, but like, hey, man, he's got kids. And now he's a multimillionaire or whatever, but he's still that age. He's 43, 44, and he's showing up with guys that could crush him. And yeah, maybe I've got a great offensive line, but you got to stay hard. You got to stay in the gym. And he shows up every day and he does it. And it's like, you know, you're sitting on the couch eating potato chips. It's like, I think you can get off your ass. You know, yeah, like yeah, all the guys are criticized. I mean, it's like they're, right? all their, their lazy friends sitting on their lazy couch, shoving their face full of nachos and pizza rolls. Yeah. Shut up. Come on. That's why I'm saying bring it to your 50. Now I'm a fan. Now I'm like, bring it to your 50. Let's do the you know, show us. Like, come on. <laughs> so, and, uh, hey, 
you do know it was 71 in Arizona today, right? Yeah, thanks, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> My mother-in-law and father-in-law flew out there like oh, two like two weeks ago. They're like, see ya, and they keep sending pics. And I'm like, dude, what did we do? Did we really come here? Did our family's <laughs> overrated, overrated. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've got family back in Illinois, and I'm just watching them, and I'm just like, I do not miss. And it's to me, it's cold here. We only had like a high of 47 today, but it was still, it's been raining, but I, I do not miss the snow at all. So You know, I mean, let me tell you, though, like this is Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, pretty conservative, but it's also a college town. So, and if you saw, and you know, not to go to politics, but the state, you know, it's kind of purplish, and, and Omaha itself is, is pretty mm -hmm. blue, like it's a tech, it's, they call it the Silicon a Prairie is what they call Silicon Omaha. Prairie. Okay. Yeah. And even a Lincoln, like it's, and it's a halfway thing. Actually, one of the largest landowners right now is Bill Gates. He's snatching up farmland like crazy. And I'm not sure. Really? Why. Yeah. Maybe data centers. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll see. Maybe farming, actually. I know he wants to do get into more farming. So maybe look into that. But we yep. came here for family because we have a five-year-old. And I'll tell you, that was really the reason, like during COVID and being in Arizona and not being able to visit, you know, if I, we would have never gone back to Illinois because it's a shit show and that's where my family is, but it was Nebraska and it's closer to Illinois. So really it was, it was, it was a family decision, but also like you can get acreage here, there's room. And like, we're thinking you ever got to go off the grid, you know, we got the possibility and I'm not bullshitting true. Like, like typically, like truthfully, like if you need some space and you want to feel safe, like this is a great place to be, Yeah, you know? We'll see. Well, good for you, you know, and yeah. God bless you guys for doing that and, Thanks, uh, you, know, you know, weathering that. So no regrets besides the weather, though. You're all in, right? How's the little I'm one liking it? He's all right with it. He likes the snow. He, I said, what do you think? He's like, well, I like it because grandma and grandpa have video games. That was it. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> he likes the snow or is he? Uh, yeah, he digs it. it. That's enough or. He digs it. He's having fun, you know, but I mean, little kids are like that. Uh but he, he thinks we're going to go back. And I said, well, you know, we can go back for high school or something. You know, let's just plant a flag for a little bit. But shit, dude, for what we had for, well, I sold our house for out there. You can get, you know, a really nice property yeah. here. Like you get five acres with a home on it. I mean, but today we've been looking at properties now. Is this like by you guys as well? And probably everywhere on the country. But we went looking at two houses in the last two nights. It was only on the market one night. And if you don't write an offer, when you're looking yep. at the house, like we were waiting for the people that were seeing it to come out so we could go in like there's like a line to get into homes out here it's yeah. crazy it, that that blew me away too coming from illinois where you know houses sit for months on months and months right and you can sit there and play the low ball game then we got to georgia and we started looking at houses and it was like boom it's gone in a day and it's like whoa we can't play this game so if we're not going to ready to buy a house right now let's stop looking because there's just no reason to sit there and, and do that but it's in but that's insane i, I just it's just something it, it, i was never used to right mm -hmm. i was just thinking hey we're gonna put the house on the market we have some time let's go look at it we can negotiate i can you know probably take twenty thousand off the price no it's like dude people are paying for more than what they're being offered or what's being listed and it's just gone within a day well, and you feel pressured because you're like, if you're not ready to make an offer or you're not sure or you're on the fence, like you think you're going to make a mistake. So part of me is thinking, well, or do we sit back and rent because we're renting this beautiful home here and try to play that, you know, when will the market dip game? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know. And speaking of markets, like there's a bunch of shit going on. Like, what do you even do? I mean, there's, I don't know. Yeah, Gas is it's, up. What? 20 something percent already? 20%? Yeah. 
I mean, you got the whole Bitcoin game going on, jumping in there a lot, learning a lot about that. That's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm in. I, I got altcoins. I got Bitcoins. I got Are you Ethereum, in that? like all that I, shit. Okay. Let's yeah. talk, I wasn't going to play on talking about because a lot of people do that. A couple of my clients have gotten into it. And uh, my son, uh, Mr. Entrepreneur himself, he's, okay. been, he's been day trading uh, for a while. And he's been very good. And he's been, I know he's in the Bitcoin. And I know he was part of that. Um, Oh, the uh, GameStop group. And he said, I'm riding till I die on this one. Uh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he's, just, he's just a fun entrepreneurial kid and I, and I love him to death. But uh, so you're in it. How long have you been in the Bitcoin game? Let's see. I was just going to pull that up. I mean, I got in at like 11,000 and then um, I, I was on Robinhood and then I started and I didn't know like like 11,000, I made a little bit of money and then I pulled some back and then um, I got off Robinhood right at that because on my way to work that day, I saw GameStop and I was like, hey, I'm gonna try to jump in on this. I heard it on the radio. By the time I got to work in 10 minutes, you couldn't even find it on the app anymore. They had pulled it. So you couldn't really? even get in. And I was like, what's happening here? My buddy kept texting me and then I saw in the news and I was immediately pissed because I was like, hold on a minute. Now you're going to stop us from trading. Yeah. And I understand why. Like, I understand they have to they have to account for some of that. But I thought, what about all the other risk I'm taking? You don't seem to have a problem with any of that. Yeah. And yeah. it really rubbed me the wrong way. But, you know, with all the altcoins that are going on out there, like, I mean, you can't even believe they sell they sell tokens that essentially you can buy like Decentraland, like you can buy virtual land and land goes for like $2,000 an acre in like a virtual reality land. And this stuff's, you know, 50 cents or whatever, but it's also going up 10, 15, one of them went up 25% today. And it's like, if you wanna play in that little game, I mean, I'm just snatching money back. I just keep bringing money back, keep bringing money back and I leave it in there and it goes up and I pull some back. Now the Bitcoin thing, I'm gonna just let ride to die because, you know, that, do Why you not? have like a uh, bot set up and stuff like that where it's buying, selling, buying, selling? No, no, uh, that's kind of cool. Why? Who do you know? You have yeah, friends that are doing that? that? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty insane. And uh, how they got this set up, and so it, it's pretty intense. It yeah. freaks me out. I, I, I've got an addictive personality, and I know I should yeah. take advantage of it, and I should just maybe give money to my son, let him do it. But I'm one of those guys. If I were to get into something like that, I'd be sitting there watching it all day. Long. I do pop in a bunch just because, you know, you're at lunch or you go to the bathroom and you like to see, but I don't really, yeah, I don't really mess with it. The one thing is the mining. So my buddy's been in mining for a while. He's been mining Ethereum for the last, I don't know, year or so. And I just never bought the rig. And so he's making, you know, really good money now. And I mean, really good money for a computer just in your basement. Probably right now it's probably 1500 bucks a week that he's clearing just from a computer. And I think that's really yeah. good for just a computer. Right. Yeah. And it's like one rig. Now I've been trying to get into the game now and those graphics cards used to be 400 bucks. Now they're like a thousand. Now they're like 1400. So just to even get one card, you need at least six of them. The market is through the roof. The, you know, the institutional guys are buying the cards. Now everybody's in and you, uh, I mean, I, I guess you could buy in now, but pretty soon Ethereum is going to change and mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to mine it anymore. And then you're going to have to find it. So you got to find flexible enough cards where you can maybe find a different card you can mine. It's getting interesting. I do want to get into it. I feel like you just have to bite the bullet now, though, and, and you know, get in for seven or eight grand and just otherwise, it, yeah, I think the I price think is going to keep going up. Right. Yeah, I got a buddy like, got in at 10 and that's where it's making because he's sitting there oh if i can do one percent a day you know he starts adding it up and it's like oh that's a lot of money yeah over time i and know then, but you got to get in at 10 now to mess with that
right? But if you get something that's flexible enough, then maybe when the when that go there's a, there'll be another card you can or another coin that you can mine. Yeah. Like that would be the goal. And so I don't know, but it's it's fun. I know it sounds crazy, and people, you know, Bitcoin just cracking fifty thousand dollars was a big yep. deal. Um, and you know, people talking about going to a hundred to two hundred to six hundred. Who knows? I know you got guys like Cuban not having it. They don't see the value. They see the value in the blockchain, but not Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know shit about it. I'll tell you that. But it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I, I, I just want to be in the game. Yeah. You know, I just want to be in it. That's all. I'm so chicken shit. That's what mm -hmm. I want to be in the game too. And my son's doing this, right? Because my, like I told my, he's an entrepreneur, and he came to, he came down here for Christmas, uh, over college, brought his girlfriend. Yeah, he, he just cracks me up because he's always making a quick buck somehow, and he's like, all right, I'll go make a couple trades. I want to take my girlfriend out for dinner, <laughs> dinner tonight. And so he, I'm sitting there watching him. He goes, yeah, look, I just made 150 bucks cashing out. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. Boom. <laughs> this guy's great. You know, I think about that, though, because sometimes I'm snatching back some cash and stuff. And I'm like, well, what if you just don't look at it and delete the app or whatever? Don't, I don't And don't look at it and just let it sit there for my son. And who knows? Who cares? Right. It's just right. like, but it's kind of fun to kind of dabble in it out because you can throw a couple hundred bucks here, especially on coins that are 25 cents, 30 cents, yes. and all of a sudden they're a buck. And so that's kind of fun little flip money. But absolutely. I don't absolutely. know, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. We didn't have you that get in the game, then, did we? I mean, it just it just blows me away because we just, no. we couldn't we couldn't do stuff like that in college, right? Um, gosh, and not you know, mm -hmm. I mean, and especially in Charleston, I mean, basically you had to go bartender. That was it. <laughs> or do some other yeah, crap. go sell Tele sell shit. Yeah. Right? What, what was your job? Do you have a job in college? Yeah. Um, I did not. I was lucky enough to just uh, be the guy that supplied the beer. You know, I uh, went to school and didn't have to work while I was in school. But after that, I quickly went into the family business, which I call like real estate because we owned property right there in Wrigleyville. And so yes. I was landlord there and then got my real estate license and hung out. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so I made mention that we were, in, we were in the same fraternity. I, I was a couple of years older than you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you, you remember, was I an asshole? Did I, did I haze a lot? I don't even know. You may have come back on occasion because I didn't get there, even though I'm 44. Wait, wait, I didn't get there till like 96. Oh, okay. so I think, you know, That's some right. of you guys came back and probably showed us up, but shit, I was probably blacked out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> was it you were a big partier, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I, it was an interesting time, man. Right when I went to college, my dad had just passed away. No, that's I, that. that was really the only school I got into. And all I wanted to do was get out of town. I was like, yeah. I just got to get out of here, you know, and go figure it out. And then it was like, you know, yeah, it was just like, let's do this. Yeah, you're writing. Music. Yeah, you're a musical singing. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Does that, yeah. Start, that start in college? It kind of was. It was like I played piano all my life. <laughs> he, he was definitely an influence at that time. But I was, um, you know, I played the piano growing up. And then when I got there, um, I, I got hooked up with uh, Willie and these guys, you know, Dan Williams and, and they had a band and then they lived in our basement. So I would literally just get beer for the band all the time. And then they would let me sing once in a while with them. So they would let me sing like stone temple pilots when they would do a show. And then That's that cool. I was really hooked. And, um, and then I just started writing. I have suitcases still full of notebooks of that time of my life when I was just writing really? and writing and writing and writing. Yeah, it's fun anything to read back good? through some yeah, of those. Yeah, you go back to that stuff, anything good? I do sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, damn, dude, this is great. And other times I was like, what the hell were you talking about? <laughs> you know, 
but a lot of it, I think if you could circle the words that you saw the most, it would be love and dream. And I mean, I'm a lover and I'm a dreamer there for you sure, go. you know, you and that's yeah, word cloud that drinking, loving and dreaming, baby. Well, you're a guy. I mean, you may mention uh, earlier to me about how I just took something to go with it and or went with it and you do the same thing. You yeah. started your own podcast, the Crush Life podcast. It's a little bit different format than what we do here. So mm -hmm. why don't you tell everybody what it's about? Because I love it. And there's a couple of reasons why I love it. But kind of tell us about the format of the Crush Life podcast, what it's about. Sure. So I wanted to do something like that and I wasn't sure what. And so on my way to work is how it started. And I just pull up that um, anchor app and I talk into it on my way to work. And it's five minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes. And it's just what's going on in life, how to stay positive or how to have a good day or, you know, just how to keep the drive going. Maybe when you're going to a job, maybe you like, or you don't like, or, you know, balancing family and all that shit, trying to be a good dad, trying to be a good friend, trying to be, you know, still stay, take care of your health. And so it's short and quick and to the point. And it's something that I was always in my car and I could always do it. You know, having those habits and those routines are really kind of hard to get in place. Um, mm -hmm. And I, the first challenge was I'm going to do this every day for a year. And then it just kind of became like every, every weekday. Yeah, I did it. And I put in, you know, almost 200 and whatever shows the first time. And now I'm, I'm doing it pretty much Monday through Friday on my way to work. Um, How I'm, many episodes I'm not as really, It's over 300. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, it's definitely over 300. Um, and it's had, it's close to like 13,000 downloads, Man. which I think is cool. And there, you know, it shows you there's people all over the world, you know, that will listen yep. to it and, um, I'll get messages from people, which it's fun. And at the least, and this is what I love about it at the very least, even if nobody listened to it any years down the road, my son can listen to what I was thinking at that time of my life. So it's like a, essentially a journal or a diary about my life. Um, yeah. So it's like, I'm never trying to, sometimes I try to like share with people. I'm not trying to coach or anything. I just trying to say, Hey, let's have a good day. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's what, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I love about it. I mean, it's like seven, 10 minutes, four minutes here and there. Um, yeah. I, I usually listen to it like on a treadmill when I'm in the morning, get going. Thanks um, dude. And, and that's what I like about it. But one of the things that I think it's really intriguing and I think it's very brave is the fact that you do do it every day. And that it is unscripted. So unlike me, man, I get out it, until now. I'm I, I'm in front of the camera, so it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, before I, you know, I get to pick my guest. I do one a week. It's an hour show. I can kind of, you know, make it go the way I want to go. It go back and edit it. You know, here's what we're going to talk about. Here's what we're not going to talk about. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, and occasionally you, I don't think you really get to see the real me a lot of times, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, fortunately, and, and this is what strikes me is that you do put yourself out there because it is what you're feeling in that moment on your way to work yeah. every day. And that's brave because there have been some very emotional and moving episodes where I Thanks know you've too. gone through struggles in your life, right? Um, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to bring a bad, you know, bring anything bad up or anything like that. But yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, there was a time in your life, you know, with your marriage was, I don't want to say it was ever on the rocks, but I know you were talking about, you know, the way you guys communicate and stuff like that. You brought that out there, which is very brave of you. Um, Damn. One of the episodes yeah. where it really hit home to me was a um, good friend of ours, TJ. Uh, who lost his life out of nowhere to one of your best friends. And that episode is stuck with me. But for you to do that, yeah. stick yourself out there like that, 
I think it's very authentic, very moving. I think that's what's so great about your podcast. And that's why I love it. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. I can tell that you've, you've heard it just by what you've said. And I've struggled with some of that, putting, putting my personal life, me is one thing, but when I started, cause I know there's episodes when I was like, honestly crying on it. And I was like, should I even post this? And I'm like, dude, if you don't post this, what are you doing? Like, this is what it's about and who is even listening anyway. Right. But then people were reaching out to me. Hey dude, you okay? Heard about it? Like texting me. And I thought I kind of needed that too. And so it's like, I, I never want to paint anybody in a negative light, but oh, it's so great when people reach out, you know, you're just like, damn, dude, first of all, you heard me. And just the fact that they took the time, you know, one of my biggest things are, and you've probably heard me say this, but it's like, if somebody pops in your head at a moment, for some reason they did that and you should try to reach out to them. I don't if it's a text message that fine, if it's a call, whatever, but like, if you can in that moment, reach out to that person because they there's for some reason they'll be like holy shit either i was just thinking about you or i'm so glad you mm -hmm. called her but you know we're all connected somehow and and if they if somebody pops into your head that means just reach out to that person they probably need you whether they know it or not you maybe can make them laugh you can re reminisce or something um but that tj show is actually one of my biggest listens to episodes still to this day um and i don't know if it's just our friends or what but um, I love doing it off the cuff. I think it's real. Sometimes you don't, I, I'll tell you out of all those shows, out of let's say 300 and whatever shows or it is, I've only stopped and deleted maybe five times tops. Really? Yeah, I've only ever been like, oh dude, I'm just, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And then I just like, but for the most part, it's just boom, done, push. Because otherwise you'll overthink it and I won't do it. And so it's just like, boom, put it out there, F it. And on to the next thing. <laughs> like uh yeah i mean so it is tell let's tell i mean if you want you don't have to but yeah tell tell me about the tj show right you lost your best friend i mean is it is it something that you thought about saying or yes i'm gonna do this or man i don't know if i can do this tell me about that moment yeah i was on my way to work and it had been a little while and so when he passed, he was uh, one of my best friends and um, he, st he was the best man in our wedding. And um, and I just felt like I wanted to say something just to everybody and to him. And I didn't get to see go to his funeral. The weirdest things happened. I was supposed to go to L.A. and then we were on our way there and my wife like blacked out in the car. It was really strange, man. Like we had to pull off and then turn home and then on the way when i was supposed to fly to chicago for the memorial i got really really sick the night before and i don't drink it wasn't alcohol i don't know what it was but i couldn't go and then i just felt like i had to share how i felt and so i just shared story about him and it helped me and then people started reaching out to connect with me and just talk to me about it so it was again i didn't know what it was going to be but then people you know, reached out to connect. And I think it helped me kind of get through that. And so the show has been a really big thing in my life, even though it doesn't, I never, I didn't think it would be. And I, I don't know what, it, you know, I never knew. And I still don't know like what it is. It's just, I just do it like habit. You know? Yeah. 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 But it helps. And, um, and you've had some struggles you said, I know you've had some medical struggles in your life. Um, you've yeah. had, uh, you know, your bout with alcohol. We'll talk about that. So, I mean, to share some of those struggles I and mean, how was that? Is it, is it rewarding? I mean, hell is yeah. It, is it up talking about yourself? You're, you know, I, I think that's a kind of the thing now people have always afraid to put themselves out there and say, I don't want to talk about, you know, uh, maybe my weaknesses. Right. But I think by doing that, it shows <laughs> yeah. how strong you are. 
Um, when did you when did you realize I tried that? To, yeah. You know, Gary V actually was the one who um, allowed me to understand how to do it. And all he said was, you know, just document your life. Don't try to teach anything. Don't she's always like, just document. Just talk about what is actually going on in your life. If you're trying to if you're a business owner, you're trying to start a business. Talk about that. Talk about the things you're using, how you're, what you're trying to find out, what cameras work, what don't work. Just talk about the things that you're doing. So I was going through where I had to have my whole colon out and I have a permanent ileostomy. I literally have a bag that collects my shit on the outside of my body. You know, is my wife going to find me attractive? How's our sex life going to be? What's that going to be like? And I know I've say it like that to kind of make fun of it, but also like, I was the one going into surgery thinking I'm never this immediately. We're going to have the reversal. We're going to get tie, whatever we can do. I don't want this, but actually I'm healthy. I can go camping. I can go golfing. I could go. I don't have to worry about it. Like life is good. And, um, so I'm okay with that. Like, you know, battling testicular cancer coming through that, having, you know, ups and downs in a marriage and, and not being happy at your job. Like that's the real shit that we all are dealing with. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I, it is scary sometimes to talk about, but if you're not, then what the hell are we saying? (laughs) Yeah, You know, it's like, yeah, I I, I can't make it up. I used to, you know, and I used to be that way too. I used to be kind of afraid. Oh, if I say this, you know, I might not get this job or I might not, someone might look at that thinking me a different, and then I just come to the conclusion in my mid forties, like, I really don't give a shit. If that's what you're going to think about me and you're going to judge me based on that, then maybe I don't want to be around you anyway. So I, I, in my second half of my life, I'm basically plant, I'm planting my flag and say, this is who I am. Either take it or leave it. And I really don't care. There is, there is something about the 40 year old Mark. And I don't, it's probably, I don't know if it's that we lose touch with a lot of friends or something. And there's gotta be something about 60 or 65 too. Cause my mom's in her oh, mid seventies, but you think about her parents. <laughs> yeah. When they were, it's like all bets are off and it's like, right. I don't give a shit about who. And they're just coming at you. I can't and you're like, wait. Oh my God, mom, you can't say that. You sit there oh, and geez. flirt with women and, I, and oh, I'm old. I, that's not, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's oh, just man, a sweet old guy. Right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> This is going to be fun. No, no, but that it's something about that. And I think that if people can get there faster, that nobody cares. And what I mean by nobody cares is they're so tied up in their own bullshit that they can't even care about like, you know, what you're doing. So even though they yeah. do care about you and they, that they, you know, you could say something and it's not that big of a deal, yeah. you know? And, and you know what? Another thing is who's listening anyway? You know, exactly. who's really listening? I mean, people are listening. We can see, Facebook. but it's like, who's listening? <laughs> Facebook, the fact checkers yeah, Facebook. are listening. I got, I got, I got put in Facebook jail for the first time over the weekend. <sighs> that was great. I love it. Unbelievable. You know what the really? weird thing? Yeah, you know what, what the weird were thing you about? saying? I was, I, hey man, I was putting myself out there and I was telling how I felt. Well, I got a warrant here. here I, bring the story back. I got a warning last November, right before the election. Got a warning. Yeah. I got a warning from Facebook. I put it, you know me, I like to kid around and joke a lot and people take politics really serious and, you know, yes. and, and I take it serious, but I, I always like to point out the hypocrisy of everybody. And I think I cracked a joke on Facebook. I said, and I said something like, Hey, Democrats, don't forget you vote on Wednesday or something like that. Facebook hit me right <laughs> off the bat saying, you cannot say that, you know, we don't, that goes against, I'm like, are you kidding? Me? It was a joke. I'm not really trying to suppress any voters. Oh. I, I was kidding, but 
So this week there was something about politics and I said something else and they said, you've been warned for this one, not this, you've been, you've been kicked out for 24 hours. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? This is insane. Wow. And again, it was a, just some other joke I cracked. I mean, I'm, I'm a sarcastic asshole. I get it. And I just guess you can't be that anymore, especially on some of these platforms where everybody, the thing that drives me nuts and I'm not going to get in this whole thing about cancel culture and censorship, yeah. but I watched, I watched Eddie Murphy Raw the other night, and I just kind of looked, watched this, thinking, "Oh my gosh, such a great say any of that anymore." There's just no way people would be all over you, and and this is a black man in America saying it, and he would get in trouble for saying some of this stuff. And I'm thinking, where did we lose touch? Where did we become so sensitive? Is it just this participation trophy? You know. Kids coming up and now adults. I, I don't know, but somewhere we've lost a touch where we can't make fun of each other and and, and think nothing of it. I mean, God, we were in college and seeing my best friends. We sit there and we just we rip on each other, but it's all in good fun. I know when I to know. stop. And maybe it's not. Maybe they, maybe they think Kirby's a big asshole and I should need to quit just making fun of everybody. But I I love it when people rip nah, on. I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, we have those things with our guys where we do that. We give each other shit. We keep each other in check. I don't know where it's going to go. I would like to shout. I haven't been, but I want to short Facebook stock because I think that they're definitely going down. The thing is, is like, where do we go? Where do people talk? That's where people talk. I know there's Signal and there's Community and there's these other apps coming out where we can chat. But like, where is there a place that you can get your opinion out? Like something else has to come up behind it. And I don't know what it's going to be, but. I, I just think they're just too involved and people aren't going to like that to some extent. I just don't know where we're going to go to do that. Like it does serve a purpose, but when they're controlling it, like even on, if I put out, I have a group, I have a page or whatever, right? For no boost 30. Mm -hmm. And if I put a post on it, even if I put it on my own page that has a couple thousand followers, only like X amount will see it. You almost have yeah. to pay to have your own people yep. on the page see it. And I'm going, uh, come on guys, at some point it's a little ridiculous. So we're trying to figure out what platforms we might move that to and how we're gonna do that. But it is kind of a nature of the beast. If you wanna be involved in some sort of business marketing, you kinda have to be on that but platform. They, I mean, you don't have they, to be, yeah, but, but our it, demo is there. Exactly. But you're right. And it's so it's almost impossible to grow. It's really difficult to grow organically on that platform anymore. You have to pay. But then they have these community standards of what you, yeah. you know, what's allowed to be run as an ad, you know, and just because you see it on TV doesn't mean Facebook's going to allow it, right? There's no, you can't do CBD on there. I got, we got in trouble for that. I got, we got our ads banned oh. for the show because we had a CBD company sponsor us and so part of job sponsoring us is we put their logo and stuff up and make mention of them at the end of the show we got kicked out i mean we lost the ability yeah. to run ads because of that but they wouldn't tell us but we had to go back and figure it out and it took forever but it was just i mean that stuff is just insane you know what? fine you want to post rules great have a better job of communicating and telling me what i did wrong so i can make up for it and never do it again maybe i made a mistake great you know we're not doctors here but yeah so, they don't really tell you in the ads they don't tell you you get kicked off and it says, says why and you have to figure out why for us when right when we went, hired a marketing company to go live with no booze they kicked all of our ads off and said nope 
this is addiction services, which we are not counselors, any of that. And we said, you are not allowed to run this. We have to get a certification. Well, to run ads on Google or Facebook, there's only one place that you can get a certification. So we went, paid 1500 bucks to get a certification and finally took two more months to get. Now we got that and now we can run ads and I don't know why. And there's only one company that they approve See, and I'm like, yeah, who owns this shit? Exactly. And it's a racket, it, it, but you it, know, we play the game. Racket. It's bullshit because they're so objective with the rules. The rules are so objective, right? But the interpretation is subjective based on their opinion. And that's what's bullshit. so true. And that's what's bullshit so about true. it. Well, so, all right. It doesn't we'll have get, to be we'll done. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> well, and you're right. Cause if you like LinkedIn it's much more easier now, it's not as easier to grow organically before, but if you know the right people, so I posted a video today on Facebook in regards to me being banned. My apology to Mark Zuckerberg. And <laughs> have you, have you, you haven't, you haven't seen it, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, you you apologize to Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, well, I can't wait it, to it, read it. It was a, it was a little tongue insincere. in cheek. It was yeah. a little insincere, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't get a lot of views on Facebook, but then I threw it on LinkedIn. And I, you know, if you tag the right people and uh, if you know, Shay Robottom, the queen of LinkedIn, she's a good friend of mine. I tagged her because I've been doing video a lot more. And I would say, Hey, this is your fault. You've got me addicted to video. This is what's going out there. And as soon as I tagged her and she makes one comment, that thing took off. It is just like skyrocketing. And I'm like, wow. Wow. I gotta it's check it out. Platform. So yeah, it's funny. Some people Dude. think it's funny. Cheers to you, man. The guests you've had on the show are mind blowing. And that girl, Heather, I saw her with a pick on her and Gary V the other day, right? Yep. On smack dab on LinkedIn. And I was like, gosh, that's awesome. That's probably one of my you favorite. Know? That was probably one of the smoothest episodes ever. I love Heather. She is amazing. Has a great Pro. story. Um, mm. Her, her, her uh, ability to control your mindset, the way she runs it, like she does an ad campaign. I've adopted that and I, and I do that now. There's every day, you know, I look at a picture of what I feel the greatest about myself in my life. I have a little song I play every morning that I wake up to and I have a little mantra I go through and that's, you know, I establish my green light and I go, man, it, it's, and it, it works. And it's, uh, it's been, it's been, a, a she's been a godsend and having, you know, guests like that. And so people ask me all the time, Joel, they say, you know, who's your mentor? And I have a couple mentors, but I say, the podcast, the guests, they're my mentors. Joel Pilka is my mentor. You know, having him on my show, I get to have him for free and pick his brain or a Heather Monahan or a Shea Robottom or a Jarrett Payton, having them on the show and be able to dive into their mindset for free and be able to take that information and be able to use it in my day to day life in business. It's priceless. So. Dude. Yeah. I love it. I agree with you and be, Oh, we're just hanging out. Uh, probably is that, is that your little one? Yeah, this. Come here. Want to look in? Look. No. They, I think this will be the youngest. <laughs> on the, we That's do pain. have a parental advice, parental advisory sticker. Yeah, right you can, I'll come up in a little bit. All right, Bubba. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. How are you, man? What's the song? You want to play a song for me? I'll come up in a little is bit. Is it gonna be what the fox says? Is it the fox song? No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay, I'll be up in a little bit. I love you. Uh, okay, cerro la puerta. Oh man, he's a good dude. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks for that. No, that's uh, awesome. That's no, awesome. having the guests on like that is priceless. And you're right. And it's sometimes you're not sure who's going to come on. You know, I've done uh, guest shows that I haven't posted, but I love doing interviews because there's nothing better than asking people how, wh what kind of household did you grow up in? Where are you from? Like, mm -hmm. what made you, you know, do this? And it's because 
anybody can do anything, right? I was just in somebody's house. You were talking about positive vibes from Heather and like what, how did the morning routine and stuff like that. I was just in a house. We were looking at a house last night. And this house had the best vibes. And like in the kitchen, there was just signs about love, signs about you can do. You went out the back door to the garage and there was like mantras and it was like, be the best you can. Give all your best. Negativity doesn't live here. And like all this stuff, I'm getting goosebumps now. Even on like the one yeah. mirror was like, baby, I love you. You're beautiful. You're strong. Awesome. Have a great day. And was, I just thought just these people- you know, it was like a post-it note and that she put in the, you could tell, which was like the husband's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like I have the basement bathroom. Um, and that, that somebody had written, you know, probably for the husband. And I just thought, these people are trying to spread love. They're trying to spread positivity yeah. in their own home. And I thought, this that's great. Like, that's how it should be. You know, you got to yeah. keep that stuff in front of you because our mind will find ways, find yeah. ways to, yeah. you know, sidetrack us. Well, hey, I want to talk about your job, your your uh, uh -oh. your day to day your recruiting, because you've been in the recruiting game for a long time, and it's and yep. it's a and it's an industry that's evolved and changed tremendously in the last ten years. I mean, what it used to be to what it is is uh, totally different. Um, I got to ask you, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen on a resume? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> I've seen some really cool things, but which I'd rather talk about, but I think somebody was a rodeo clown, which I thought was really cool. That's I don't know if that funny, cool. but I was that like rodeo awesome. clown, like only once. But lately I've been coming across um, sniper trainers. Um, I saw an Olympic gold medalist um, who was applying for a job and I thought, what is this person doing? And they were um, synchronized swimming from back in the mid nineties, which I was like, I got to call this person a gold medalist. But yeah, right. I, I've seen some, um, and then a Navy or a swim, was it the Coast Guard where they do the rescue divers? I talked to a rescue diver and I'm just like, I immediately call them even if I don't have a job because I'm like, I will find this person a job. They're obviously coachable. They have drive. Like I need this person to work wherever I'm, you know, it's exactly. the, oh, I, love know, right? I love to see the I, military candidates. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So what's the most interesting uh, interview you've ever done or the worst? What's like, you got you any horror stories or like, what's this something or maybe an interview where it just blew you away? You mean for work or what? Or just yeah, in, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. podcasting? For, for, work, yeah, for no, work, for work. Someone's coming in for a job. <laughs> Come on, we got, Someone's I coming in for a job? Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Well, when I was tr doing travel nursing, and, and and that was in the beginning of my days, I mean, I had people that, uh, this one who's my favorite, and she'll probably never hear this, but traveling all around the country, um, and she's just swearing like a sailor. And so I try to mimic my people so that I'm getting loose lipped behind the thing and everybody in the, in the, in the cubicles are like, looking at me, they're like, you can't talk like that. I'm like, and then she traveled for me for a year and got pregnant on an assignment by a random guy and then flew home. Uh, this girl was a hoot, but it was one of those where like, you kind of had to talk to talk with her to get you to trust you. And it was interesting. Yeah. Talking yeah. about, yeah, well, I can leave it at that, but it, it's, well, it's fun, man. Yeah. Well, since the game has changed so much, I mean, what is like one of the big, what's like the biggest red flag that you may see uh, when looking at a resume or maybe an interview that someone does? You know, well, people talk about job hoppers. I'm not really, a, don't believe in job hoppers. So like, yeah, if you're bouncing around, bouncing around, there's a bunch of different things, then either you work in contract or you're not sure what you want. So I'll, I'll still call you because I want to know what you're trying to do. Um, but the red flag is if I'm talking to you and you start talking about how, you know, I'll hear people say, well, they were trying to sabotage me. Oh yeah. They were trying to sabotage mm -hmm. me. So if, if someone's telling you Passing that- Passing the buck on everybody else. Yeah. Like they they were all trying to sabotage you. 
first of all, why would you ever say sabotage? And then like, <laughs> I don't know, it just, something's wrong, right? And I would say never bad mouth, uh, you know, wherever you're coming from, because it's yeah. not gonna look good, but yeah. What's the most promising thing? Super I mean, what, what, what's, what's, what's someone, what does someone put on the resume or say in an interview that gets Joel just going? Like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, for me, if people start talking about actually like what the culture is like and start asking about the people and not so much the job, you know, skill is one thing. Like we can train for skill, but I want people to be interested. Like how, what is it like there? What, what how do the people treat you? Like what's, tell me, you know, what you like about it. Tell me, you know, do you have, have you met friends there? Like if they start asking about the culture, then they're trying to see themselves there. They want to try to like see like what kind of place it is. Do the people have heart? Um, I like if they can laugh. If, they, if they're not asking questions and laughing with me, then I, I mean, it's not that I'll turn them away, but I think that if you can show that you're truly interested in the other person on the phone and it's not just about the job, then I like to have those conversations, right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about, I know, I mean, we, we've been talking forever and I, I wanna make sure we get into this and so I wanna talk about No Booze 30, right? So it's this movement that you and a partner of yours did, right? What's his, yeah. uh, what's his name? If you Aaron, want to find Aaron Moore. Aaron Moore, right? Was yeah. he, was he in our fraternity? Is yes, that right? he is. Yeah. Okay. Man, I, I must've been gone right when he came around. So okay. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> you wouldn't be, be talking to me right now. So, so you and Aaron started this no boost 30, right? How, when did you guys, okay. So what is it, man? When did you guys start this? Why did you start it? You, you've been sober now for three years. You said me it's about seven, seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good you know, you. Jenny and I, it was like we were just thinking about having a family and we were still, you know, binge drinking. I'll say like we would go out Thursday night, we'd go out Friday night, go out Saturday night. That was probably about the extent of it. But more and more, I was blacking out. I was blacking out every time I would drink four drinks, blacked out like and then wow. I just and then I would just be getting mean and probably yeah. because I wasn't happy, you know, and so I thought. My golf game wasn't getting any better. My relationship was a little rocky. I wasn't losing weight and I was trying to run. I wasn't getting healthy. And I thought, what if I just try to cut this one thing out of my life? And I had tried before. I tried for Lent. I tried only during the week, only on the week. And I could never do it. And I was to the point where I was like, screw it. Midnight, took a last shot of Patron, put it down and said, I'm going to just stop. I'm going to stop Cold for an turkey, entire year. That's it. Cold turkey. That was it. Shut it down. And it sucked for like a month. But I got through it because I was pissed off enough. And in fact, that's what really got me through what was like you just being well, I mean, pissed. What, 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 what pissed you off the most? I was I was pissed was off it, that I was wasn't living. You're, you're, was it because you were, I mean, you were kind of chubby there, but I saw some pictures. Yeah, I know. You, I, <laughs> I was like 230, 235. Were you really that big? Yeah, Holy yeah. cow, because you're not a very tall guy, are you? No, I'm 5'10", 5'10 and a half. So it was like 235 up there, and I just was like, I was waiting. I kept waiting for life to happen. Like, I feel like I'm a talented guy. We all have talents, but I mean, like, I like to sing, you know, I'm good at my job. I'm good with people. I like, I'm, I'm an athlete. And I just thought I'm not living up to any of my potential. Like what the hell? And so I just thought, well, maybe if I just stop doing this, whatever, I don't know. I don't know yet. But then so many things, my relationship got better. I lost a bunch of weight. My golf game got better. Like, <laughs> I know it's silly to say, but I mean, we'll, we'll drink 12 beers on the golf course. So how the hell are you right. ever going to break, you know, whatever score. And so everything just started improving. And like, that was years ago and going out with the boys sucks. Right. Cause in the beginning, the guy's like, come on, come on, drink yeah. beer, da, da, da. And then not, then the next time I went down, they were like, 
you're not drinking, dude. In fact, I wish I could do that, but they wouldn't even let you. And then right. that's awesome. A couple of years ago, my buddy, friends. Yeah, right. And then a couple of years ago, my buddy Aaron was like, "Hey, man, I see some of these like programs out there, maybe for like stop drinking. Why don't you, you know, you have all these ideas. Why don't you like try something like that? I've been wanting to not drink, and I always think of you." And then he was, and I'm like, yeah, let me think about it. I don't know if I want to be the no drinking guy. Like, I don't know if I want that to be like my thing because I never pushed that on anybody. And, uh, and he's like, Hey, by the way, I have this golf outing at Olympia fields. He was a member at in Chicago, amazing golf course. You want to go and we'll play in a member member guest. And I was like, yeah. And it was about 40 days away. I'm like, but I want you to not drink from now until then and not drink while we play golf. And he's he's like, let me think about it and I'll get right back to you. And he's like, then he, and by the way, he said all expenses paid on me. Just, just get there, just get a plane ticket. Right. So he calls me the next day. He's like, I'm in. And he didn't drink for 30 days. And I did videos with him. I sent him videos. I sent him things to think about. I did. And so that was, we didn't know that was kind of like no boost 30 in the making. Right. Yeah. Then he showed up, we hired a camera crew to come to Olympia fields and we did a bunch of videos and we played golf we didn't play very, I didn't play very well. Um, and I was supposed to be the ringer. I'm like, I was a three, like a three <laughs> handicap. He's like, dude, you were a three. You're supposed to play. What, what you play into a 12. We were having a good time, but um that was the beginning of it he's like i yeah. feel great this is amazing i can't believe i'm up early i'm my the people at my job because he owns a pretty big company they're like dude we noticed a big change in you you're up early you're getting all this stuff done this is awesome and he's like i can't believe it he goes i'm not gonna pull your thing though like i'm not gonna never drink again i'm just going to use it as a tool you know to in my life and which has been great because that's part of the dichotomy of it. Like he right. is one of the guys in the group that just uses it like a cleanse, right? He'll like every quarter, he'll go 30 days without yeah. drinking. Whereas it's just a lifestyle choice for me and that's fine. Yeah. Um, it, but we got a couple thousand people going through. Um, we're getting a lot of good feedback and we're changing people's lives. And yeah. that's, that's awesome. You are, so. you are. And uh, you know, I participated last January. I think it was, you guys did it. I think. Yeah. That was the first time I did it. And you know, like, I don't drink a lot. I mean, I drink, but not like I used to. I yeah. will. Um, I, mean, I don't drink during the week. You know, occasionally during the Super Bowl this year, I didn't have anything to drink. Um, so it, it's just something I don't do. But maybe an occasional once a week, if I accomplish all my goals for the week. Um, and I know it's probably not a good Love thing. That. Uh, I will have, you know, a glass or two of bourbon and a cigar. And then I'm done. Um, and that's it. And that's all that's, that's it for the week. But I think by drinking like reward, yeah. is more of a reward and I don't abuse it and I don't drink because of stress. I'm like, Oh God, I'm home from work. It was crappy. I don't want to put with the kids. I got to pour a couple of beers. Got to, you know, that's where I think where people get a lot of trouble when they use it as a vice or, or it's a crutch. And to me, well, if I want to I jump on top of what that. I, Go yeah, ahead. And if I don't, if I don't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, I don't get it. And that's, it is what it is. And I just move on. Um, yeah, well, I don't know, but you hold yourself to it. I hold myself to it. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I just want to share with your listeners that like most of the people that come through are not even everyday drinkers, mm -hmm. but when was the last time you've gone 30 days without drinking booze at all? And yeah. a lot of people will say, since I started drinking in high school or whenever it was, you right, know, right. and it's just changes through your relationship where all of a sudden it's like, you don't go for that on a Thursday night or a Tuesday night or whatever, or a weekend back to back week or whatever it may be. And you're okay with going out and not doing it. It just changes it. So then they're like, Hey, 
I'm going to go back to drinking, but it's totally changed the way that I do it. Yeah. And it, that's what we're hearing from people. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's been really cool to see. Well, you know? and it does change you. And if people don't realize, and like you said, you just got pissed off. And I think that's what a lot yeah. of people do. And some people can do what you do and some people can. That's why a program like this is so good. I mean, I deal with a lot of clients and I will tell you this, when I go in as a business consultant, mm -hmm. many times over, there's a lot of personal demons a lot of these owners are dealing with and alcohol, drug use is at the top of the list. And I, you know, one of the things I say, hey, before we fix your business, we got to fix yourself, man. You got to knock this crap wow. off. Wow. You know, because ain't nothing I'm going to be able to do that's going to change. Your demons are going to be carrying with you into the business and that's what's happening. And you're going to end up firing me or we're not going to get, you know, it, it, we're, just, we're just not going to get along. So until we'll, you're willing to commit to yourself and start self-assessing self yourself on what the true problems are, your business will still be the same regardless. You're not going to be able no, to get so over true. that. And, um, you know, I have a huge success story. Um, I had this year during a COVID year, I had a company, same thing, a guy quit drinking. He quit, you know, doing drugs, um, started picking up music for the first time in like 15 years. Nice. And dude, he, he doubled his revenue this year, doubled his revenue. Wow. Largest 40 year old company, largest revenue he's ever done in his life. And I go back to a lot of things that we did. Right. But it all started right there at the beginning when he gave up the alcohol. I truly believe that. Some people, it's, I, I identified with it too. I was just like, I don't know who am I going to hang out with? And I think there was a time when people wouldn't invite me out because I, they feel like, oh, well, I don't want to drink around you. And it's like, dude, I'm fine. Like do whatever you want. But um, it's just a weird, it is a weird thing. And it is a social thing. That's why. That's the big yeah. deal. It's such a social thing. And, and you'll see these companies now like Budweiser and all these guys coming out with NA drinks because the younger generation doesn't drink as much. They're more vaping and doing pills or whatever it is mm -hmm. because there's maybe a lack of a hangover or whatever. It's falling out of favor. But um, but the old crew like us, like it was just something we did. And I love to have the drink and the thing. But <laughs> hey, man, you know, right. it frees up time. It frees up time. Like all of a sudden there's that Saturday afternoon that you don't feel like shit and you get the stuff done around the house. Pretty soon your wife is happy with you. Next thing you know, you're having sex. And it's like, oh, right. that's all it took. <laughs> yeah, exactly right now yeah you're well i mean how, well how do you stay how do you how do you stay consistent because i mean you've cut out the alcohol and then you've gotten an amazing shape i know i poke fun at how heavy you got but you look at yourself now yeah. how much you weigh now though i mean you're i like 180 yeah i mean you are man yeah, you look like, amazing yeah. Thanks, and dude. i i noticed you've been getting up at what five in the morning is that right or like, yeah, I'm up at four. I usually do those videos when I'm done with the gym. So that's like five. Yeah. Yeah. So that is amazing. How yeah. do you get going to do that? How do you stay consistent? It's just, um, I love the mornings because nobody's up. But have you always been that way though? That's my time to think. No, I haven't. I've always been the night out. And I fight that because I like being up at night and it's hard to go to bed. But I know if I can go to bed, man, I feel great. So I just love the mornings when nobody's out. And by the time five or six o'clock rolls around, I already kicked everyone's ass. Even if mm -hmm. I just went to the gym for a half hour and ran on the treadmill, I already feel like I won. My day's better. My work is better. I, I, I feel confident. It's unbelievable. And if I get out of that, like right now I'm out of that slump. I've had a weird few, like a week. And so like, um, yeah, I haven't been going in. Plus, it's been so effing cold out, like oh, negative yeah, 30. Yeah. But that takes character to get was, up there when it's yeah. negative 30 out, man. Our, go. Well, our last guest and our good friend Todd Locks, he put a video mm -hmm. out there today. 
out with his rucksack, walking with his dog. I don't know. I can't remember if his dog was with him or this time or not, but man, you could just see the coldness. I was like, dude, that is just dedication. That's bad. Yeah. It's, I he, love it. He's a badass. Um, but you know, <laughs> that's tough, man. I, and, and at our age, I think it's harder because, you know, I, I never thought this would happen. I saw my dad go through it. He had like sleep problems where he'd get up in the middle of the night. I'm starting to go through that. So then when I finally Shit. do fall asleep, it makes it that much harder to get up. How, I mean, you just yeah. drag, how, how do you do it? What, 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 what's your key to being consistent? I seriously, well, something that helped me was that Mel Robbins book, honestly, the five second rule, where it's just like five, four, three, two, one. Like if you don't make a decision in five seconds, you won't get up. Um, so I just go, I wake up and it's just like five, four, three, two, one. I go, I mean, I don't, I put my phone in the other room. I try not to bring it to the bedroom with me, but if you don't make your decision in five seconds, you're going to change your mind. You're going to talk yourself out of it. So there's that, check that book out. It's awesome. And she's a badass and she might be a recovering alcoholic. Um, I don't want to put anything in her mouth, in her in words, in her life, but you might. And, um, I think, I think so though. And she yeah. said, um, it just hit her. So like if, if you don't five make the decision rule, right huh? away, five second rule, boom, gone helps. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Great advice. Yeah. Great advice. Well, Joel, my man, thank you for coming on the show today. This has been a long yeah. time coming and and I know you are not aware of what I'm about to ask you, but I want to ask if you'd like to make a 15 minute guest appearance on or in one of our Wolfpack executive roundtable groups we're going to be doing this year. And you can discuss the no booze 30 day program with our pack members. Cause I think it would help a lot of them out. Yeah. I absolutely love to do that. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. We'll make sure we'll get you up there. Yeah. And once, once we get this thing rolling, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, definitely have you on because I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. Thanks brother. I think yeah. it'd be a good, uh, big help. Yeah. So before I sign off and stop plugging my shit, uh, is there anything you wanted to plug <laughs> or add anything coming up that you want to get out there and share? You know, no boost 30 is great. It's always running and you can get it at uh no boost 30.com. So just N O B O O Z E and then the uh 30.com. Okay. And so you can always sign up, but we usually do like every quarter we'll go where we do it live with you. Um, so I would say, check that out. Or you can always reach me at Joel Pilka at Gmail, send me an email if you want to chat, whatever, but that's really about it, man. The podcast too is the crush life podcast on, um, anchor. It's also on Spotify, on Apple. Yep. It's on everywhere you could find it. Um, if you want to it up. it's real short and to the point, it won't get in your way. And, um, five minutes. I mean, if you got five minutes, check it out. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, there you have Thanks it, friends. Too. My good friend, Mr. Joel Pickle, Senior Recruiter, Crushing Life Podcast, and No Boost 30. I love you, man. Thank you for being a friend and coming on the show. And I, again, I also apologize but for hazing you, but I don't think I did. I think I was gone, so. <laughs> It's all good, dude. I love you, too. I appreciate the, the time. I, really, thank you. Yeah. Well, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the show on their favorite platform and then leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show today. And as always, I'm grateful for all of our listeners who tune in all over the world. I also want to share with everyone um, something's kind of cool that happened over the break is that now the hashtag biz with the beer podcast and myself have this cool new beer. We have our own beer products, believe that or not. Um, and we are selling, we're not selling, we've collaborated with a company, the award-winning company, Unyocker Beer Company out of Illinois. And they actually created a scent based on me and the podcast. Um, it, it's pretty cool. I'm stoked about it. It has sold out 
two times now. They can't keep it on the shelves fast enough. Wow. So if you want to, uh, you know, <laughs> know what a curfew smells like, uh, go ahead and get some <laughs> of this stuff. But uh, it does. It, it carries the aromas of a low lit cigar, some smooth bourbon, a uh, little bit of le- soft leather and vanilla oak. But uh, it, it's been, it's it's gotten great. Like I said, just amazing reviews on the, the, the YouTube and the beer community. So go check it out if you can. Um, but that's it. There you have it. Another show's in the books, but never fear. The beard will always be here. So until next episode, same beard time, same beard channels. Thanks for listening to the hashtag biz with the beard podcast. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Have a successful day. Crushing life. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.